Hey everybody, welcome to the off week. This is Josh, uh, one of the three hosts of the Brick Pit, taking a cue from Jason, who did a kind of primer on westerns. I wanted to take the same tack this week and talk about a couple of uh, sci-fi films that are, I don't know if they're accessible is what uh, Jason was going for, but they are, they're interesting, and they probably don't have as many accolades as a lot of science fiction, so if it's a genre you like, or interested in getting into, I think these are a diverse set of films, and, and one television episode are, in my mind, a good example of the genre, and again, they're not super well known it's something that uh, you may be interested in checking out and the first one to talk about is a 1972 film called silent running the starred uh bruce dern laura dern's father and it is typically this is the kind of film that i would not like because uh it's a message movie and and uh, not that I'm opposed to message movies, but typically I find them very heavy-handed. This film is very heavy-handed, but it somehow works. Bruce Stern's performance, and, and it's largely just him in the film, is such that it, it's, it's really endearing. <laughs> so the premise is that all the flora on Earth is extinct, and so there are these spaceships that have these big geodesic calf domes that are basically uh, have all these trees and, and they're like, like biomes you know I will a lot of these films we won't get into the uh, the physics of how all this stuff works and what's going on on earth how can they live with no plants but that's the setup and uh, so they're on the ship and Bruce Stern's one of the, the astronauts and uh, there's only like four people on the ship and they get the word to destroy the uh, atriums well Bruce Stern is not about that so he jettisons his crewmates <laughs> into space and to their death and he uh, decides to take care of the trees along with some funky little robots that are uh, pretty endearing uh, proto r2s i guess they they also uh, were inspiration for the duo that came up with the British sci-fi comedy Red Dwarf that we love very much at the Brick Pit and uh, they were the inspiration for the Scudders. That is a tale for another time. Very unique film. Well shot. Uh, again, it is pretty hand heavy-handed on the message but Bruce Stern pulls it off and, uh, and I think that it's one of those films that I think everyone should watch. You know, it's very much of its time. It influenced a lot of people. And, and when, when you see it, you can see its influence cropping up over and over again. Uh, so Dark Star as well, which was uh, John Carpenter's first film, very low-budget sci-fi film. But again, uh, Silent Running, good film to take to watch. Hey, now, what's the big deal? I can't see the difference between that and this anyway. You don't see the difference? The difference is that I grew it. That's what the difference is. That I picked it and I fixed it. And it has a taste and it has some color. And it has a smell. And that it calls back a time when there were flowers all over the earth. And there were valleys. And there were plains of tall green grass that you could lie down in, that you could go to sleep in. And there were blue skies. And there was fresh air. And there were things growing all over the place, not just in some domed enclosures blasted some millions of miles out into space. So science fiction is what Jason likes to call a super genre. It's it's basically like a motif almost. It's 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 beyond 
It's a skin on a lot of things. So you can have sci-fi horror, sci-fi investigations, you know, uh, the other is a big presence. Subgenres that have the trappings of science fiction. Science fiction horror is peanut butter and jelly. It's uh, They go together very well. And there's a 1990 film called Hardware, directed by Richard Stanley. It stars uh, Dylan McDermott and uh, Stacy Travis. So the premise of this film is Earth is crap. Uh, there's no water. It's all deserty. You know, we've we've bombed ourselves into oblivion. And this junk man finds this robotic head. He sells it to this uh, space marine who's going to give it to his girlfriend for Christmas. She's using it in a sculpture. Well, turns out the thing was not totally dead, and it starts piecing itself together with all the accoutrements in the apartment and begins to wreak havoc. Uh, it is a hard R. It is violent. Uh, there's sexual and violence in the film. I watched it way too young. <laughs> I rented it from uh, from Blockbuster. I thought it was what a cyberpunk RPG source book called Hardwired was based on. I was wrong, as I often am. <laughs> that was based on a. It was that supplement was based on a another book entirely. By the way, just to show my legitimacy, I knew about Johnny Silverhand when he looked like he was in a boy band and not a uh, very gruff uh, Keanu Reeves. For those of you that play Cyberpunk 2070, but Hardware is is an excellent Terminator-esque horror film. We're in a time of throwaway technology. I give you 30, 40, 50. I know you'd see it my way. Only some of the stuff that gets thrown away isn't dead. No? Merry Christmas, baby. I got something else you like. What is it? It's asleep. Farrow Electronics presents its new model. The Mark 13. Mark 13 is self-repairing, capable of recharging its storage batteries from just about any power grid, including the sun. And when it wakes up, it'll become something entirely new. I gotta see. It's important. Meet me in one hour. A creature that combines the technology of a computer, the deceit of a human, and the killer instinct of a machine. Chase, listen to me. This is serious. Jealous in trouble. I didn't see anybody! Get ready for an encounter with some seriously heavy metal. Hardware. 
The next we've talked about in on the podcast before. We talked about Philip K. Dick. That's Imposter, 2001 film starring uh, Gary Sinise, who at this point maybe as well be the patron saint of the Brick Pit. Uh, I love Philip K. Dick. I think that his work is very important and relevant to this day. This is one of the few adaptations that is true in spirit and uh, letter to his books. There's been so many things that have been adapted of, of Philip K. Dick and most of them are so far from the source material it's not even funny. Gary Sinise is, it, it's basically the fugitive with lasers. Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio playing the uh, the agent trying to track down Gary Sinise because they think that he is an android. It's a case of mistaken identity. Very similar to the fugitive. I would say about that level of quality but it it I I probably like it more than I should because it's a true adaptation to Philip K Dick but it's a good that's a good I don't know date night movie but it's it's a good put it on when when you don't need to be taxed too heavily in your film watching but I highly recommend it Spencer Olam had the perfect life and a beautiful wife until access denied. A major Hathaway enemy infiltration. What's this about? It's a genetic cyborg evolved from synthetic DNA. It breathes, sweats, bleeds. I'm a scientist. You know, you things are really something. Trust me, do not believe what they told you. The cyborg can learn from it. You are wrong! Do you believe that? I don't know what to believe. Gary Sinise, Madeline Stowe, Vincent D'Onofrio, Mackay Pfeiffer. Come to me! I'll kill you! Help me, please. It's me. Imposter. Knock, knock. Who's there? Not Spencer Old. In the final, uh, so back in the 60s, 63, 64, there was a television show called The Outer Limits, which is amazing. Uh, they were one-hour stories. It was anthology series, kind of a similar to Twilight Zone, but very much more science fiction. And there's an episode that uh, aired October 17th, 1964, called Demon with a Glass Hand. It was uh, written by Harlan Ellison. One of two stories that he wrote for The Outer Limits, the other I believe was called Soldier, which he said was what Terminator was based on, and he sued Cameron and won, so I guess he was right, and if you watch these, he was... Uh, there's very clearly a strong influence on Terminator from, from these two episodes. But this is about a man that has a, a glass hand. He has a computerized hand. Um, it's like a eye watch, but his whole hand. And uh, he doesn't have any memory. And he's trapped in the Bradbury building. Well, this is when it was newly constructed. And the Bradbury building shows up in lots of films. But uh, most iconically, it is in Blade Runner. So in, in Blade Runner, it's run down. So it's really neat to see Bradbury building at its height. And then later on, you see it in a more dystopian kind of film. And the, and the building reflects that. Really enjoyable. So he's trapped in this building with this 
uh, with this cleaning lady, and there are these aliens from the future trying to get him because he knows what happened to mankind in the future, and these aliens are trying to get that information from the past so they can wipe out humanity. Such great storytelling, and I mean, it's it was shot on television budget at the 60s, so expect that. The aliens are wearing shower caps, basically, and have dark makeup under their eyes. The storytelling is amazing. Robert Culp uh, is the protagonist, and he it's probably it's my favorite thing he's ever done. Excellent. You can get... The Outer Limits probably streams on, on Tubi or something, I'm sure. I've, I've got the DVD set, but it's... The whole series is worth watching. There, there are a few that episodes that are kind of boring, but this is the high watermark of that whole series. Through all the legends of ancient peoples, Assyrian, Babylonian, Sumerican, Semitic, runs the saga of the eternal man, the one who never dies, called by various names in various times, but historically known as Gilgamesh, the man who has never tasted death, the hero who strides through the centuries. Don't bother with the Outer Limits from the 90s. It was on Showtime or something. It's terrible. It's like every uh, iteration of Twilight Zone after the original. They're all terrible. There you go. There's a couple things for you guys to uh, chew on. Uh, as always, you can find us on Twitter at BrickPit.com or BrickPit or email us at BrickPit at Gmail. Um... Check us out at anchor.fm slash brickpit. Leave us a message. Uh, find us on Facebook. Let us know what your favorite kind of obscure science fiction film is. Or tell me how right or wrong I am on my choices. And we will talk to you next week.